What's going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Eli and Micah of the group Courtship over Zoom video. Micah was born and raised in Santa Monica, and he talks about how he got into music, started playing piano at a very early age, became obsessed with jazz, was in the jazz band in middle school, high school, ended up going to college for jazz and music composition. Eli was born and raised in Portland, Oregon. He also began on the piano, but gave it up quite quickly and eventually started playing guitar around 11 years old. He eventually moved down to Los Angeles, joined a band, played with this band for a little while, and Micah ended up joining the same band. They lost their keyboard player. So Micah joined that band. That's where they met originally, and then they broke off and started Courtship. They talked about the success they had early on online, releasing their first full-length record, Denial in Paradise, their song Million Dollar Smoothies, which landed them a slot on American Song Contest, which is like America's take on Eurovision. They represented Oregon because Eli was from Oregon. They submitted the song Million Dollar Smoothies. And I thought their performance was amazing. It was super creative. They talked to us about the process of being on the show, the performance they gave, and a new record that they have coming out as well. You can watch our interview with Eli and Micah on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music, it would be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with courtship. Well, I appreciate you both so much for doing this. My name is Adam, and this podcast is about the both of you and your journey in music. Sweet. Sweet. So uh, I always start off with where you're both born and raised. Were you guys born in the same area, raised together, or or did you meet later down down the line in life? I think think we were... um... I think we were born holding hands metaphorically. Amazing. Um, in the in, in the old temple of uh, Israel. That's in, where <laughs> in the old in old Israel in about about 2000 years ago. We, we <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So born in Israel. Now where were you guys where were you born, Micah? Um I was born in uh, LA, Santa Monica. Okay. And yeah. grew up in grew up in Santa Monica? Yeah. Okay. What about uh, what about you, Eli? Were you born and raised in, in LA as well? Oregon, he said. Oregon, Oregon. Okay, cool. Well, talk to me real quick. I'm from San Diego, Southern California. What was it like growing up in Santa Monica? Um, it was awesome. I mean, good. It was always, you know, great, great to be outside. Um, get get some good vitamin D levels. Sure. Um, I think uh, I don't really have six supplements, you know, my so. <laughs> that, that that's nice. Um, no, but it was amazing. You know, I. I um, it's, it's an amazing area to, to, to grow up in. Um, I can't say a bad thing about it. And how did you get I, into I, music? I can totally say a bad thing about Santa Monica. You can. Let's hear it. Nice <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, how'd you get into music, Micah? Um, I, well, my, my, my parents forced it down my throat, actually. Uh, really? Yeah, they, they made me take piano lessons. Um, same with Eli. Um, but... Yeah, they, 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 
I wanted to quit, you know, day after day and I hated it. Um, and uh, just like one moment, uh, it kind of just switched when I, I saw um, jazz being performed at a rehearsal. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I'd never heard it. I didn't, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just like, you know, classical and read this and very regimented. And so that's why I kind of hated it. But mm-hmm. jazz was this kind of like, you know, it, it, I mean, it is this free kind of, you don't have to read music and it's this like, it seemed fun. And so that's why I, I started liking mu- music and piano specifically. And um, were, you, were, were your parents musical at all or just happened to be like, no, oh, we should throw them in piano lessons just because. Yeah. I uh, just, you know, I, I think they rightfully were like every kid should at least try to, to play mm-hmm. an instrument, play an instrument. Yeah. And then you, when did you find jazz and go down that hole? Uh, I was like, I think I was like 11. Oh, wow. Or, or 12. Yeah. Um, I'd been playing piano for a few years. Um, and then I think at, at around like 11 or 12, I um, really started like taking it seriously and actually practicing, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, Were you in like the jazz band at school? Yeah, I was in okay. all the jazz bands. And then I was in like, you know, after school jazz bands. And, um, and, then I, and I studied jazz all the way through college. Oh, you did. Where did you go to school for? You went for music, obviously. Yeah, I, I went to WashU in St. Louis. Oh, cool. And was that something where you had a like audition, apply audition process to get in there um, as well? I think I just like I think I just sent them some. I recorded myself playing playing, and I just sent them that tape. Um, I, it wasn't like a formal audition, but I did audition for like other schools. Um, I hate auditions. <laughs> it's just like it's just like you playing in like a in like a really weird stale room with like four guys behind a desk it's like the worst thing ever for sure i yeah it's just so awkward i bet it's like so okay go ahead. show us what how you bad, got how bad you feel for actors i'm sorry oh my god how yeah, bad actors. You feel for actors this is the worst it honestly ends the hardest out of all of them and the oh hardest. yeah i can't like, imagine trying to perf- like trying to perform like when there's no one there like yeah, it's, it's I, w- I would have. There's no way I could ever do that to do like go into an audition like that. And I would I would always imagine like if I went in there, I'd just be like, OK, they already know exactly who they're going to choose. This is just a waste of my time. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? You're like, I'm not I'm not getting this. So like every time I'd go in, I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to get this. So but yeah, I guess that's, yeah, that's a whole different life and story. But like, wow. Um, well, OK, so you ended up going to school. You you go to college for for uh piano is that what you majored in jazz piano yeah it was just like just general music so piano and composition and theory and all that fun stuff did you play in a band aside from the school stuff uh growing up no um i i wasn't like a band guy um and that's like i wasn't into that kind of stuff i just did jazz stuff which is it's not really you can't I think they're different worlds, jazz, sure. like band stuff, and then jazz. You know, jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause no, yeah, and and that's where Eli comes in. Eli, Eli was the band guy. He was in a, a, a bunch of bands. Okay. And and uh, we actually we, we met in a band that 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 wasn't our own band. Okay, I'll, I'll hear that story. Yeah, I want to hear that story. Uh, well, Eli, talk talk to me about you were born in Oregon. Talk to me about that. What what part of Oregon? In Portland, Oregon, at Legacy Animal Hospital at 4:55 a.m. November 10, 1994. Okay. The dark and very storm. specific. The dark. How many? How, how much? How much did you weigh? 
I weighed 486 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I, hats off to your mom. Jeez. She was a big, big, big lady. She <laughs> can handle it. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Portland. It's awesome. It's stunningly beautiful. It's mellow. It's, uh, it's um, gray a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. It rains a lot. Unlike Santa Monica. Yeah, it's very green in Santa Monica. They're pretty, they're pretty different places. The, gr- the, the color green is a dark, dark, intensely dark, thick green that's everywhere. It's like living mm-hmm. in a forest. Yeah, I love it. And how did you get into music? Musical family? My, you know, my mom forced me to take piano. Same thing. Okay, similar. And uh, then... Um, which I didn't like, but then I started, then I wanted to take guitar lessons. So I did that and did that for a little bit. So, and, and how old were you when, when you decided, or when did you want to take that nine, guitar lesson? Nine. nine? Okay. Just clear, my, my guitar proficiency is still at a nine year old's level. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all I, the only, all I have is that one year of guitar lessons in terms of my quality of musicianship. Um, so, uh, yeah. That's how. So nine, you play, okay, but from, it sounds like you're in bands. Did you play guitar in bands or like, oh, yeah. how did you continue? That was like the, that's like where I went from there. It's kind of starting when I was like 13, I kind of started getting obsessed with being, wanting to be in a band and playing in bands. And it was kind of like a progression of things, like just getting more and more obsessed with like Green Day and Blink-182 and like those kind of bands and mm-hmm. seeing Green Day for the first time when I was 14 like waiting all day in line to see them, like literally like 16 hours. And then well, where'd you see them? Green Day is like the, fir- the first band I ever really got into as well. So I'm yeah. curious. And that's like for true with so many people, which is awesome. Um, uh, it was in Seattle. It was it, when I was 14. So it would have been 20, 2008. Okay. I'm trying to think what record that would have been. Right down to her. Okay. The one after American Idiot, which I loved at the time. I was so obsessed with that record, like every single song. So um, you wait, you were just what pumped all day. You got there that early to wait in line for 16 yeah, hours. Is that what you said? We got there like 5 a.m. or something like, or like before. Was that. it general admission? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so like, you we, needed to get in the front. We were in like front center. It was like, like, right. It was like crazy. And like when you're, 14, you're, like, willing, you're like willing to do that, which is awesome. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, like. I was that like life changing? That's when you were like, yeah, I'm going like to do this music thing. No, no, it was life changing. I was like crying the whole car. Like it was so intense, right? For me, like I love them so much. Like it just exposed me on like a really deep level and mm-hmm. uh, like, a, like awakened something kind of. And I think from that moment forward, it was like, yeah, I'm like, this, I'm doing this like without a doubt. There's no question. I have to mm-hmm. like, like it was kind of that crazy like belief that got kind of inspired that, you know, has actually not gone away, which I'm very grateful for. Mm-hmm. And you, what, you started playing with some friends or when do you start writing songs and playing yeah, I like, I like, band? I had like a group of friends in like middle school and high school that we started, we started playing together and kind of trying to write songs and like practicing in my parents' basement. And then we started doing like weird shows. Like we played at like, I remember the first show I ever played was like when o- the night Obama got elected. Yeah, 2008. That makes sense. Okay. It was the night Obama got elected because my mom worked for like local, um, like, like local Portland politics so there was like a like a city council election party and we they let us play it i can't believe it. oh wow <laughs> uh and so did played, you guys play american idiot a cover of that song we played a green day cover for we must have we probably only had like four songs that we had written so the rest were covers. 
Okay. That's cool though. Wow. And so then, so that was your first show. And then what you, how, well, how do you eventually get down to LA? Did you go to school for music as well? No. Yeah. I mean, that's a different, that was a totally different process. I had like, I, okay. had, I had three LA attempts of moving to LA. The first, the first one I interned for this producer and I was a kid and it wasn't, I was 16. So it didn't make sense. Uh-huh. Uh, and that was very short lived. And then I, and I had I, real quick on that. Did they, did you, did they find your song somewhere or like, or uh, no, did... I, I found them. Oh, the uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually met them at because I went to this Berkeley School of Music summer camp in Boston. Oh, okay. I've heard. I've talked to other people that have went to that. Yeah, and then Michael went to that too, a different year. Um, oh, okay. And mm-hmm. yeah, so I did that. I tried once, and then I tried again with my high school band when we were like eighteen, but we were still so young. And like, you know, LA is like an intense place, especially mm-hmm. here. And, um, yeah, it was like a series of like different things that kind of kept pulling me back. I met this producer, um, this awesome producer named Tim Pagnotta. Oh yeah, he, from Sugar Cult. From Sugar Cult. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he uh, like was just like super nice to me and like, like didn't have to be, but was. And I'm so grateful to him because he just like, I had this one meeting with him once where I played him stuff and he was like, he just basically said like, you, you can do this, but like, you're not good enough yet. And like, you need to go get better. Interesting. He said, like, he said it bluntly and like, here's what you need to do. Like your songs like, aren't clear enough. They're not like, and like, go listen to this shit, like go do this. And like, it was great. Cause I did, I like took it really seriously. I went back to Portland and like hid in my parents' basement for a year and a half and like just wrote songs only. Uh huh. And then, um, yeah, my girlfriend and I ended up moving to like the next year and we just moved. Did you then, you know, contact him again and say, Hey, you know, I've been working on this. Like, and, okay, yeah. We keep in touch. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That is, that's awesome. And then when do you end, end up meeting Micah? We, yeah. So, so when I moved to LA, I was after like a year of being here, I started playing in this band. Uh, called Blood Boy, which is our friend Lexi's band, because she needed a guitar player. And then the keyboard player of that band left, and then Micah became the keyboard player of that band. And then that's how slid, I, I slid in. Now Micah can talk, because I need to take three bites. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you, you, this was a mutual friend, and that's how you joined the band? Like, how do you join this band, then, Micah? Yeah, I mean, I... I um... I got a I got a text from her the band's manager actually Lexi's manager um who I I still you know I'm close with today um and he was just like do you want to play keys in this band um and I was like kind of at the point you know starting out your career I was just like kind of saying yes to everything and mm-hmm. um you know I it, it was a new thing for me to just be like uh, in a band um and I was like okay like sure whatever I guess and <laughs> And uh, I showed up and uh, and that's where I saw Eli rocking out with his with his weird hair, his weird wispy hair. <laughs> not, not, not anymore. Gone. Not anymore. Um, and uh, yeah, we just like I was, I was in the band for a little bit. And then, and then Eli and I like, you know, we 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 just connected over our love for music and we, we kind of shared a lot of the same um, favorite artists and namely like green day and also uh red hot chili peppers we were like geeking over them and we just made and then and then we decided to make music one day with like no expectation um kind of just like okay let's mess around and and then that's the day that courtship was 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 born wow okay and 496 pounds (laughs) in the in in the temple of, of israel Okay. And what year was this? What year did the band start? 280. All right. 
2016. Okay. And you, well, I know you had a record uh, that came out in what, 2018? That did, yeah. and prior to that, like, like when the band starts, like, like how do you guys, do you just start playing locally around LA and like, how does, how do you guys kind of get off the ground? Not really. Yeah. It was, it was just start, it started on Spotify and, and, uh, and in blogs. Um, we, we just kind of sent our music we had like four songs that we just were sending around. And, uh, this guy, Chad, um, who, who started, um, do you remember the blog Hilly Dilly? Um, Mm-mm. it was like a, a really cool blog. Um, it's, I, I don't think it exists anymore, but he, he like kind of heard, he, I mean, he, he really loved it. And he, um, signed our, our first song to his, he had like a singles label or something singles mm-hmm. thing. And, and kind of gave us that first like push. Um, and uh it was yeah so we, we were like an internet band first and and then we kind of had to figure out how to be a real band it so when like, you got that first single signed did it start doing pretty well i mean i would think and then you yeah. were like uh how do we, like should we we should take this you know to and play in front of people yeah yeah totally we were we were it was like reverse engineering like mm-hmm. you know um we were a song and, and then, and, and we had to become a band and learn how to play in our, you know, play our songs and um, figure out, you know, how do we get around to play the songs? Um, what, was what that hard to do? Like? like, was it hard to think that like, you know, reverse engineering, like you said the song and think, okay, now we got to do this in a live setting. Like, how are we going to. Just a learning process. Like it's been fun though. Like I think it's even been the last like four years, like more five years mm-hmm. we've been like just like learning how to refine it live and i feel like now especially in like this last year like the last two tours we did mm-hmm. i feel like Mike, you agree it used to be kind of be annoying but now i feel like it's gotten fun like we like we want it to be great and so we like refine it and like go in on it mm-hmm. you know? yeah it's like it, it seems like just i mean just like the the, the aspect of making music it's like a never-ending quest to like to to sound great, mm-hmm. like, like, the, like, I there'll, there'll never be a point I can imagine where we're like, we've done it. Like, uh, this is the this is the, the the pinnacle of our of our live like music, and um, and it's like we're always kind of like researching and and picking people's brains and trying to find out like how to sound better live. We're pretty um, unsatisfied, I would say that. <laughs> okay, I should especially. All right. Um, well, was it like, you know, kind of having the success online or you said you're an internet band, like, was it, were you seeing like when you post like, okay, we're going to play a show. Were you seeing people that rec- like knew your name and knew the song and were showing up to the show? Actually no, because the thing that issue we've always had, which is, which is interesting is that people know our songs because our songs are always on shit and on Spotify and like, people hear our songs in H&M and like in Forever 21 and like Whole Foods. <laughs> uh, but no one like knows who we are. Interesting. And that's, and it's, and it's in, you know, in a way it's like, it kind of goes both ways. Right. Cause it's like a curse in the sense of like, yeah, like we we're still like a pretty small band, you know, like in, in, in the scheme of things, but on the mm-hmm. other side of it, like, it's, I think it's, I think the way we've done it, we really made it about music. Like that's what we do. Like we make music in Mike's bedroom and now in his studio. And then we go on tour and play music. And like we 
really haven't spent that much time doing the other shit. Like we don't have a heavy social media presence. We don't spend a lot of time doing that. Our interest in doing it is like, our interest in doing it is zero. We do it because we have to. Right. And uh, yes, it's just interesting. Like, yeah, that answers your question. No, no, no. I think that's, uh, is that something that you guys like enjoy? Like, I mean, for me, just because I'm an introverted person who wouldn't want to go out all the time and do stuff, like the, if I could just write songs and then they end up in H&M or whatever you're saying, like that to me sounds like the perfect storm. Like, is that something that you guys enjoy? Like, okay, we get, to pre- we get to make the music and then it goes out and then people are actually hearing it. Or do you like, like the grind of going on the road and playing in front of people and, and all of that? I think the answer to the question that I think what's cool about courtship and has always been my fi- favorite aspect of it is we don't push it to be something it isn't. We just don't. Uh-huh. We don't push ourselves to be people we're not. And actually, when we do do things like that, we're like, fuck, okay, that wasn't. A-. And then we like adjust and like, don't do shit like that. Like, we just like do. Like TikTok. Like TikTok. Yeah. Like, okay. we, just, we just do shit we want to do. Like, part of what we love doing, and especially I feel this way, like I've fallen in love with it way more in the last year, is like going and being in front of people and playing shows and like being with real human beings. And right. Playing music and being together. That's so beautiful and so fun. But like sitting on the internet and I'm like on TikTok makes me want to put a needle in my eye <laughs> it actually might be one of my least favorite. I, I like passionately dislike it. It really makes me feel. Awful. I think I, I, I think it's two things. I think it's like the one side of it is like the self promotion aspect of it, which is that's always been there. That's always going to be a thing. And, and so that's kind of like, I think always felt a little unnatural for both of us, but then I think, the TikTok aspect of it is like, is like 10 X. It's like, it's like so intensifying that, uh-huh. um, you know, I, it used to be like, even like an Instagram post was, was promoting yourself. And then before that, it was just like, not, it was just fucking going play, playing shows and mm-hmm. maybe like doing an interview here or there. But the TikTok side is like just shoving your face in front of your camera and like, which is working for so many people. Uh-huh. But, um, it's just, it just feels unnatural um, to us. I can totally relate to that, man. Like that for me, I just feel so cringy trying to do it. Like, I feel too old. I'm like, am I too old to be like, do yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm not even, I'm, I'm old, old. I don't know how you how old you are, Micah, but um, <laughs> Eli is pretty specific and I'm, I'm quite a bit older than you. Uh, but I'm like, gosh, and you guys seem like you'd be, I, it just that that we're talking. You're like, I don't feel comfortable doing this. In like, hey, I don't know. Just for me, it just is so hard. And yeah, we are. By the way, we we just like we are old. Like it's okay. And I'm I'm not upset about it at all. But we just are. <laughs> You're not like, old. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but it is. We are, we're of a different generation. Genuinely, we are. Like right, I, right. I I went. I've gone to like a few shows recently of like kind of like more Gen Z bands. And like I'm there, and I'm like, I'm old. I'm just old, like straight up. Like, I'm, this isn't my this isn't my generation. Like I am I am separate from this. Yeah, right. that's. But well, you guys have huge success online, so I would imagine it being like. Do you kind of feel like you have to lean into that TikTok world a little bit, or no? no it's right. already working on Spotify. Too, but we but we don't really do it. Okay. <laughs> I just like, like don't even like I like what do we even do? Yeah. <laughs> like. And I think, but I think the other thing too, like, like for us is like, we're just like, we're not like desperate to be the biggest band in the world. We're just not like, Mm -hmm. like, I think at the same time as a balance to that, like we, you know, 
we want to like be able to go on tour and like make money and like li- like not make a ton of money but make some money and like right you know, we feed yourself to- get your sunny side up eggs and yeah you know. so there's like there's like a level that we that we want to get to that we're not at yet and when i think when we get there we'll be satisfied but like but but like we don't like we're not trying to be pop stars so it's like why would we kill ourselves and do like be depressed on fucking tiktok all day <laughs> no i i i completely agree with you well with uh with um the record denial paradise like tell me about when you put that album out was it even more like was that another big milestone for you i mean it sounds like you put out some songs that got on this blog and you got the one you know single deal and you're getting you know internet success and you have so many songs on that record that have millions upon millions of plays on spotify like tell me about those that you know that record and the, that moment Lord. Yeah, I, th- yeah, that, that that was a milestone for sure. I mean, it was like this this um, our 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 artistic souls and energy for the you know for for a few years like that we had you know worked super hard over and like that was this like physical thing that like we could like I mean it, it, we we actually had a bunch of CDs that we took on tour and just like sold and we gave to people and like that was and people still believe it or not, like want CDs, which is like a funny thing. We're like, what? It's like, what are you talking? What are you going to do, you gonna do with it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like nothing, like nothing can even play CDs. Maybe, maybe they want to frame it in, like as like an old relic of the, of the past. Yeah. Well, it's um, funny. Cause I was thinking like, Oh, people could just burn, but that note even does that. Like my computer doesn't have a CD drive on it. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. <laughs> But um, you put a record, didn't you put that out on vinyl? Like I saw it just on your Instagram. Yeah. So well that the record itself actually wasn't on vinyl. Um, but we we just did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, okay, we, so that's new. I love that, man. The the blue and yellow with the smiley face. Like yeah, I think it's, it's such really a sick. Cool. Um, yeah, we got we got to post about that again. Try to push some sales. Push there sales. you go. Well, you well, should. We're well, always trying to push sales. That's that's the courtship, uh that's the motto. Oh, just pushing it. sales <laughs> any way we can. Okay. Well, so you put, you put it out on a CD and you were touring and selling it and, and, and it was doing well that way as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know if it, if it was like we were selling hundreds of thousands of copies, I, you know, I think it was, no, just- no, I, I know we were not, <laughs> but yeah, but people wanted it. Obviously you knew something was, was happening and people were excited about it. Yeah. yeah. People, pe- yeah. People were stoked about it. Um, and, uh, and we were stoked about it. And it was just like this fun thing to, to hold in your hand and give mm-hmm. to people, which does, which sad that I, I think actually that, that is why people love vinyl now. And there's like a resurgence is cause like you miss holding something that, that, uh, that is yours. I want to hold your vinyl for 30 dollars. <laughs> you can be yours. I mean, it is, that's it. And then vinyl so cool. Cause it's bigger. You're like, you're like, I got this cool big, you know, yeah it's just a different thing the cd is just like not as impressive it's like okay i got the cd but i know uh, if it's bigger if it's bigger it's better right and the the artwork and just like the fact that it's on yellow vinyl like it just there's a lot more to it yeah um well okay so that record does obviously well we're talking millions of streams online and does that lead like what does that lead to just more eyes on you or like was what was really, kind of the next moment i think it was good good for us like put a record out because like you know kind of made us like a little bit more of a real band to have like a uh-huh. album out. um 
I think that was good. And like, yeah, I think it just gave people something more like, oh yeah, like this is like this record that I, yeah, I don't know. It's just good. But albums are important. Albums are mm-hmm. really important, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, put, we're putting our second one out in like two months, which is exciting. Wow. And is a uh, um, million dollar smoothie a part of the record? Or is that just something that like a one-off thing that you did for the show? think it's going to be on it but the weird thing with that song was that basically because we did that show that had to go through a different record label for that mm. song so as long as they let us do it which they should um be super lame with them not to let us do it let us do it then well yeah. it's it's interesting that you guys aren't you know you you just said that you're not huge fans of uh of tiktok or not tiktok in general but just social media and doing those videos when your performance is so creative on that show and what you guys did on that show is so creative and in the song in general, like how do you even get involved with the show and like, what made you guys decide like, yeah, let's, we should do this. You want the honest story? Yes. So they, our managers got like a call from some casting people and they're like, you want to be on this reality submit for this reality show. We said, absolutely no chance. <laughs> and then they were like, no, like really like you should submit for it. And we're like, no, and then they're like, no, you should just do it. Like, you don't have to do it if you get it. And we're like, and I literally said to them, I go, we're going to get it. And then you're going to pressure us to do it. <laughs> and actually no one, actually no one pressured us. That's actually no one ended up pressuring us. It was what we decided to do it. But yeah, anyway, that's how it went. So then we- Did you submit the song or like, how did, how did you yeah. apply for they, it? They, they, they submitted the song. So the song was the song already written and it was like, okay, we're we, this would be kind of a good song yeah, to, yeah, to pitch. On, it was going to be on the record and just, we thought it'd be good for it. Okay. And then you get on the show and is it like, now you have to come up with some way to perform it or like, how, how does the show then work once you get it? Yeah, they know. So, so there's two, these creative directors called named um, Paul and Jerry who are awesome. And they like did everything. Like, it was, we didn't do any of that shit. Like they, they totally designed the whole performance of it and, that yeah. was the most fun part of it. Like they're so cool and creative. Yeah, that was that was by far the best part. Was it hard to kind of do the choreography of the thing? Like you know, you guys kind of pop up and you're doing your, like it's more of like a performance piece, right? Was that something totally yeah. new for you? Yeah, for it was sure. Funny. It was funny. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, it was like, yeah, we 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 practiced like Eli handing me like a mug, like twenty times. Like, oh really? Yeah. Um, and then I had to take the mug, take a sip and then put it in this little pouch that you couldn't see was hidden. It was hidden to the audience. Right. And careful, then I, careful, Micah, you, you might be violating an NDA right now. <laughs> yeah, but I, be, I better keep my mouth shut. There's probably some other things we shouldn't say, but it was fun. Uh, so the show is like the, it was like similar to Eurovision, right? But you are a state. So you pick Oregon because you're from Oregon. Eli is, did, could you have gone with California or was there somebody already? Do you pitch for the state you want to do? Yeah. Uh, they, I think that our managers were like, let's, let's pitch you for Oregon. Cause Eli's from Oregon. And that was the way that they, okay. The way that they probably, probably would, would not have gotten it if we pitched from California. Well, no. I didn't know how that worked. If they just selected a handful of people and then you got to be like, okay, well I'm from California. So we're going to claim California or vice yeah, versa. No, or whatever. For Oregon, yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Did you enjoy the show? I mean, I, I wish you would have advanced because, like I said, your performance is super dope. Thank you. Um, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, like, it was it was a fun experience to work with Jerry and Paul. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it was. That was the fun. That was the really fun experience. It was cool. It was really cool to like be involved in like such a high level production of something. With yeah, people and, also, like, yeah, and also like obviously like you know it was fun to to be a part of the show. You know, like to to have you know millions of of eyes on your music. You know, that was just that was cool um, at once. You know, but um, but I think kind of back to like the, the promotion TikTok-y vibe that me and Eli are not, I think the, that aspect of it was not us and never will be us. And I think that like, we just had always kind of during the whole process of the show, we're like, this is crazy. What, why are we even doing this? Like we feel so out of place. Um, and, uh, clearly America thought we were out of place too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought you guys did awesome. So uh, no, we yeah, yeah. Fun. we're like, you know, we're well, so yeah, sorry. Go uh, well, so that's part of the record. There is the, the records complete or are you still working on it? Uh, just, just getting mixed right now. So it's pretty much done. Wow. And when did you start working on the album? Three years ago. Wow. Okay. So like does COVID uh, allow for more time to, to work on the record. Did that affect the album at all? Yeah. Um, uh, did it affect it? I don't know. I don't know if it did. I, but I like I, I like doing it this way. I mean, it's nice. Like it's just kind of like it kind of just like it's like the conglomeration of just like three years of different kind of versions of being creative and messing around. And yeah, we uh for like a week or two, I think we went we 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 got an Airbnb in Cambria. Um, you know where Cambria is? Uh, is that in Canada? No, it's in um, it's like in <laughs> LA. Sorry, it's it's like. A few hours um, north of LA. Um, Cambria. That sounds familiar. I don't know what I'm thinking of. It's, like a, talking it's, about like Canada. A, it's like a gorgeous little beach town. Um, and me and I just got an Airbnb there and took a bunch of our gear there and and just wrote and produced for like a week. And um, like, like half the songs in the album are from that. Um, really? Trip. Uh, so that was really cool. And that was a kind of like COVID thing that I think we would not have done um, otherwise. We like going on romantic trips together. Okay. Yes. Was the was, was the record written there, or did you record? Was a lot of the stuff that you recorded there? Did that make the we album? Just, we do we do kind of both. It's kind of both at the same time. Yeah. Okay. And was million uh, million dollar smoothie supposed to be this? Was that the single you were going to put out anyway, or did it just kind of land that way with the show? Yeah, it was, we were going to put that out as a single anyway, and we thought that, that was the most like kind of weird, fun, quirky. Sh- like song to to put on this show mm-hmm. like it's you're like, like d- d- i have a question for you did, did you do you feel get any sense of irony from that song or like like satire in the in what sense in million dollars like, i'm taking it as a no like uh-uh. yeah it's so interesting so maybe that's our fault like the whole song for us like is about like you know, like making fun of like ridiculous, like health products and like, that's what I thought you were going with. Like, you know, the fact that you're going to go spend, I mean, it could go anyway, right? Like a latte that you're spending like $15 on for whatever reason, but like, yeah, like the, yeah, the health kick of all these different, like, I don't want to name names of companies, but like, yeah, like you can goop Erewhon, Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do it it for you. We'll do it for you. Happy to name. Yeah, so that was that kind of the 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 idea behind it then. So it was. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. So you got it. I mean, yeah, I just think I think I kind of was like, damn, it's like like this. I think one of the satire of this like went over people's head, 
like there was no other song in that show that had like any sort of like tone like that. Right. Right. And I didn't, I didn't want to ask the obvious question or ask a question like that and have you be like, give me some, you never mind, forget it. Right. <laughs> I've dug myself into a hole that way before. So, um, yeah. okay. Yeah. So it was, it was a take on all of that. Yeah. That course, health yeah. nut lifestyle. And I'm, I'm sure you see it quite a bit there in, in Santa Monica. Area. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think, I think, I think that America wasn't privy to the, to the message. You were like this, watch, huh? <laughs> it was, yeah, you never know, man. I mean, it's, isn't that interesting? Like how you think this would be spot on and then maybe they just didn't understand it. Like they didn't get the joke. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they did get that. I have, again, I have no idea. No, you did awesome. That's the thing that's interesting about it. Like how did that not kill and how did you not advance? But I don't know. Okay, <laughs> but you did say that you, you're glad you didn't. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, again, well, talk to me about the record. So it was recorded there in uh, just north of LA. The album's done; it's being mixed, and is Million Dollar Smoothie kind of uh, set a tone for this record? Or no, that one's really different. It doesn't sound like that really at all. I think that's the only one that sounds like that. Yeah. Everything okay. else, we have trap drums on Million Dollar Smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have some we have some trap hats on that song um and we don't use trap hats okay what about like uh message wise like is it kind of quirky like that like in that you know yeah sense? I, I, yeah i think so i mean i, I think like there's, I think there's, a, there's kind of like a mix you know but um there are other songs that are kind of like like our one of our singles is is called um, better than real life and it's just about like dating using tinder um or whatever, or uh -huh. some other apps. Um, getting, it's, about, and, it's about getting catfished. Yeah, it's about getting catfished. Uh, and so, yeah, so there is some, like, I guess uh, some other songs that are, like, kind of commentary on the times, but um, but it's a mix of things. A lot of it's about love and, you know, relationships, obviously. I love it. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear I Like I said, that song is... I love the performance you guys did and uh and and million dollar smoothie. I think it's a rad rad song as well. So I'm excited to hear the the rest of the record. Do you have a release date for it? July. July fourteenth, I think. Awesome. And are you doing a support for it, like a tour to support it? We're, we're, we're yeah, we're we're trying to. We're, we're trying to. Awesome. 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 Well, I appreciate you both doing this today. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, thanks so much for having us on. We, 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 uh, Where do you live? Uh, I live now. I live in Nashville, but I'm from San Diego. So, oh, maybe. oh yeah, yeah. Well, what part of what, what, what part of Diego? Uh, I grew up in like Rancho Bernardo area. Do you know that spot? Just it's basically Del Mar. I lived east of Del Mar. Cool. We what just we, we yeah. Which Taboo. one did you play? Oh, you did. Taboo. Yeah. When did you what? Did that? When, when did you play Kaboo? A couple of years ago? 2018. Really? Wh who headlined it that year? I love that thing. That was such a rad festival. And then they were it supposed to move it, it was to. Foof, it was Foo Fighters, Fighters, Post Malone, and Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, they moved. Um, well, I don't know what they're going to do now with COVID, but it was supposed to be moved to the uh, baseball stadium. And I don't know how they were going to do it there, but. I don't know. Yeah, that's that weird. was such a, yeah. Cause that location was so good for, yeah, for that the, festival. The, the, it was beautiful. 
Yeah. But um, that's cool. You guys played Kavu. So, so cool. I lived just, yeah, just east. I grew up just east of there. I actually grew up in, speaking of Blink-182, I grew up in Poway. So that's where those guys were originally from. <laughs> Dude, I just watched, um, I just watched Tony both, Hawk. Both, the, yeah, the Tony Hawk. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the new documentary that he has. Yeah. Dude, it's unbelievable. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, to be honest. Right. But he's from like Encinitas, so I'm sure he talks all about San Diego. Yeah, yeah. that's killer. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, again, thank you both so much for doing this. Uh, one more quick question, if I can get an answer from you each, if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think Eli, maybe you'll say the same thing, but like, definitely like, just write and make music that like you love. And that, you know, that, that, that you would listen to over and over again. And cause that's the only reason why we like to do it is just to make, to make stuff that we love and like, it makes us happy. And that, that's, that, that's the only reason why anyone should do anything. Um, so don't, don't make stuff for other people, make stuff for yourself. Love it. Yeah. yeah. That's way better than what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say? Make, make your eggs over medium. <laughs> yeah. I'd say just realize that that to do it for real is a is a life commitment. And just just give yourself to it. And the thing that you're giving yourself to is the is the craft and the process of making it. And then there's music, making music. And then there's all these other aspects that go into like make bringing it into the world and like making your life and having people listen to it and stuff. And that's fine. You got to do those things, but like make your life about making it.